Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Sweet Chin Musings. I am your host, the reigning, rarely defending, highly disputed champion of wrestling podcasts, Mike Mueller. With me, as always, is my tag team partner in crime, the million-dollar man to my IRS, Mr. Luke Cudialis. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we have another pair of super kicks locked, stocked, and ready to rock your eardrums, so let's get to it, shall we? We are going to get to it. We're on today's episode talking about, of course, the fallout from SummerSlam. We're going to go over the matches, what we liked, what we didn't like, where things are going from here. Uh, we're also going to talk about the results from the latest round of the tag team tournament. A little mm-hmm. bit of controversy. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'm just being paranoid. I don't know. It, is it paranoia or is it the Usos? I don't know. You we'll know, find you gotta out. Keep your, you know, keep your head on a swivel. Keep your head on a swivel. Don't end up in the Uso penitentiary. And, of course, of course, we have to talk about Vince McMahon retiring. Yeah. What does it mean for the company as a whole? And, specifically, what is going to happen as far as who's taking over the reins for the creative department right now it's going it's triple h but there's a lot of people wondering if that's going to be a long-term solution because he's also uh vice president of talent relations so if he's doing both that's a lot of responsibility on his plate so we're going to talk about some of the scenarios of what could be coming from that and uh what we'd like to see what we think we'll see and where we are kind of already seeing triple h's uh fingerprints yeah. on the product because i think we've already seen a few things oh that would uh just over the course of a few days for sure oh absolutely so let's get into SummerSlam. Uh, uh, your boy, I'm not counting Rollins and Riddle because yeah, was, the uh, match didn't happen and there wasn't even a, a, a substitution for Riddle. And the uh, timing, just to not like you know deviate from getting right into it, but like the timing of that segment, they almost could have done that at the beginning or like you know like absolutely. It seems yeah, weird to put it there if there wasn't going to be a match, right? Right. Yeah. Like you could have almost opened with that and they just kind of got out of the way. But you know just. Just why we're you know why we brought it up you yeah, know like absolutely just fresh yeah. in my mind absolutely uh, so yeah I went seven and zero as yeah. far as actual predictions uh, my first perfect prediction uh, for the season so I'm happy about that uh, Luke went five and two uh, overall I don't I'm not sure of exactly like where we are head to head I got to get those numbers uh, crunch crunch numbers so yeah I've got obviously I have more numbers on mine so for the year for 2022 I'm 65 and 25. Nice. Uh, you are 40 and 20. Solid. So you got to go 25 and 5 to catch up to me as far as I don't think go. that's going to happen. It can. I mean... 80, uh, that's 80%. It's 80%, but, I, you know, that's just, like, not betting with my... Or, you know, like, picking with my heart all mm-hmm. the time and things like that, mm-hmm. you know. I do feel bad, too, because I feel like I also, like, I... I, I forced you pretty much to take no and i might but if you listen to it i was leaning that way anyways it was fine it was just you know that final like i dare you like you Mm -hmm. know okay so play playground rules are still in effect always if i dare you to do something you're probably gonna do it um so yeah let's get into it let's talk about the opening match there was no pre-show for this one opening match bianca belair successfully defending against becky lynch in what i would call probably the match of the night would you agree yeah i would agree with that i mean i know a lot of people are talking about the uh main event you know the finish and the big spots of that one <clears throat> rightfully so um but overall just entertainment and uh wrestling and just storytelling wise this to me was match of the night for sure I completely agree. And I do want to say, too, before we start getting really into all the matches, I did like that they leaned into the Nashville vibe Mm -hmm. with everything from the font 
uh, just to like the whole like vibe and feel of it because it's to me like what is going to differentiate one SummerSlam from another. They all kind of roll together. Yeah. You know, they're not even, it's not even like called SummerSlam 2022 or anything like that. So I like that they kind of stuck with the theme of embracing the fact that they were in Nashville and giving it sort of that country vibe. Well, it's not my kind of vibe. Which was weird though, because they also had like, didn't they have like a pinball? Like, yeah, they had a montage. So it's like for yeah, music, which I don't town understand. Or music city, like an arcade or like a pinball machine is. Yeah, I, and, and it has nothing to do with summer, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a beach, you know, or right. something. Right, so I'm, I'm the only one that just kind of didn't understand how that meshed with the overall aesthetic. But. You're, you're not the only one, because okay. literally the next line on my notes is... <laughs> I don't understand the pinball theme perfect. for the intro. All right. We did not discuss that. <laughs> we so did that, not. That's perfect. We did not. Uh, <laughs> but it's fun, whatever. Yeah. And like I said, I like that they embraced uh, the location. But yeah, Bianca and Becky, absolutely match of the night. I think they totally stole the show. And not only was the match spectacular, but after the match was over, we get the returning Bailey, which was yep. really fun. But she's not alone. She's got yeah, that... some. She's got some friends in tow. She's got. Uh, uh, Dakota Kai yep. and Io Sky, which she is now. She's no longer Io Shirai. Right. I uh, don't know if that was just like, you know, it's, oh, she's on the main roster. We got to change something about her. Uh, or if it was more just for the sake of like, maybe it's easier for people to understand and pronounce. It's you know, maybe a combo of two. Um, Americanize it a little, a little bit. A little bit. I like that those both were well under wraps. There was no, you know... Yeah, oh yeah, my... my rumors uh, of, like, who could come back. Obviously, Edge, yeah. Randy Orton yeah. being there. You know, Johnny Gargano, people... Was talking, you know, yeah, talking about Because no, he was in Nashville. Right, no one on your, you know, pegboard or your yeah. your, your board of picks of, like, who you would think would... Maybe Bailey, you know, Bailey would be a legit one. Yeah, but I, but I feel like she's, but like... But did you really think she was going to show up after the Becky and Bianca and, match? And did we really think she was going to show up to this one specifically? Because I feel like it's been one of those, like... Every single pay per view that yeah. comes up, the it's ba- Bailey, Bailey might return. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey might yeah. return. It was like Becky Lynch coming back from uh, her pregnancy. Yeah. Like every single time, people were like, "This is right. going to be the time." Which, she which comes is, back. They've, I think, and even before you know the the uh, retiring events, um, they actually did that really well with Asuka and Alexa. And I mentioned that prior before with their returns. You know, those were weren't talked about there weren't you no. know hey this they're in the wings they're just waiting i think bailey was because they i think people said that she was doing like some backstage stuff or like some okay. Media stuff. okay you know they yeah. had seen her you know especially at the performance center which yeah. usually is a telltale sign right sure um but it big was e really was at the performance center recently huh big e was at the performance yeah center um i mean that's one thing uh, deuce and i were talking about shout out uh, to deuce yes uh friend of the podcast for sure uh, we were talking about that. Is like, is he gonna wrestle again? Is there that talk of you know? Does he just kind of wait a few years, kind of like other people yeah. have with the neck injuries? You know, just kind of let edge. I hope it's not eleven years. You, I hope not either. But you know, it's maybe it's for the best. You yeah. know, do some physical therapy long term, and then you can have a longer career instead of Absolutely. one wrong bump. You know. Yeah, um, and now you're, and now you are shelved for life, and now you're going to have lifelong health problems right, because right. of it. Nobody wants that. As much as we love wrestling and love seeing, I mean, him shit. In the every ring. time I see Rollins, I know, I, I believe he's kind of cut down on it, but when he does like 
the uh, power bomb off the buckle. Buckle you know, bomb, buckle yeah. Bomb, like, he goes through there like, I'm just worried about his knee. You yeah. know, anytime those guys do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, once you've kind of torn it once, you know. Re-injury so, is yeah. so much easier to happen. Um, but I really like the return. Yeah. I like that they are returned together as they like definitely a showed up like they were like ready to drink some wine. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, they were the they were the 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 sassy moms yes. here for leaving the PTA. It was meeting. girls' nights out. Like, it was girls' it, night out. Know. So, yeah. but I also like too um, storytelling wise. You know, Becky stayed. You know. To back up Bianca, right? Yeah, like, and let's not forget about that. You know, we got a Becky face turn. <laughs> right, this so, is a Becky face turn. I'm yeah. fully expecting her to come out uh, tonight on Raw or possibly. I mean, honestly, yeah, we're in the middle of upload. it. Which you know, hey, yeah. it's just them, that's business, right? Yeah. Um, but it's one of those. Oh wait, no, it's Sunday. What am I talking yeah, about? What are we, It'll are be you? up. It'll be up before tomorrow. Yeah. I'm so used to pay per views being on Sunday. Yeah. Shout out to that because, like I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm thrown off because of it. Um, but yeah, that's what we'll look forward to on Monday, right? Because I was actually, before Becky showed up to back up Bianca, I was expecting a fourth member. You know, like, yeah. it's just a, you know, if, uh, like you said, yeah. a faction, you know. Yeah. Um, I was that wondering it was, how big that it was, was actually, get. you know, Becky. Yeah. But that's the beauty of that as well, because everyone's like, oh, is this going to be like a 16 second or 32 second squash? You'll kind of rehash to last year because it is yeah, a rematch and yeah. then you got the you got what you weren't expecting you got a face turn you got a a, a triple return a triple you know, return and and so, also a faction with that triple right return. And, like I said, and arguably match of the night and so, i would say match of the night um, for sure kudos to them for you know kicking it off the way they did yes absolutely it was definitely a great way got the crowd into it right yeah, away yeah. uh and the momentum kept going i gotta say I, I think both of us were pleasantly surprised uh with the next match logan paul defeated the miz and we, we both knew that was going to happen it's mm-hmm. why you bring logan paul in if you're just going to have him lose it doesn't make a whole lot of sense no, that with a big contract you know, right contract right right they're... you got to set him up in the right way mm-hmm. and they did and it was a, it was a good match man logan paul impressed me of course you know of course the frog splash yeah. off the uh off the into the uh announcer's table right it looks like you caught a little bit of knee on the edge you have reminiscence of cm punk in uh, uh, t- uh wrestlemania with undertaker but because yeah. when we were watching at uh at gyms it was just like you know oh i saw you know i saw it i did that cringe like oh man like that's not gonna feel good bud right um but no he did a solid match and i don't I was saying this again while we were watching. I was like, not a fan of the guy by any means. You know, right. personally, oh, no. I think, you no. know, personally, I think him and his brother, his brother, are pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, but I can't argue the fact that he's a he is a entertainer, but he's becoming a sports entertainer. Yes, and, he is. You know, we've talked about it on the uh, the show before. These celebrities are actually coming in and fucking wrestling. They're, they're putting actually, in the work. You know, I'd say they're putting in better work than some of the actual wrestlers that have been there for a few years. I would agree with um, that wholeheartedly. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, shout out, you know, it, it, we kind of knew this was going to, how it, you know, how it was going to play out, yeah. but were you going to think it would be a solid match the way it was? I wasn't. Yeah. I had low expectations for this match. There was a lot about this match that I liked. I got to say, I personally, one of the things, maybe this is not the first time she's had it and it's just the first time I noticed it, but I love Maurice's purse was the big balls, the two, yeah. the two balls, because they're, they're still going with that whole Miz. Right, well, big. the Miz is his trunks where I say, you know, hello, hello, my name is you know, Mike and I have and huge balls. Huge balls, yeah. which is on a shirt now. You right, can get at right. WWE, shop at WWE. Hey. 
Um, <laughs> they're not paying me to Shameless plug them. Why am I plugging them? Yeah. Uh, but I, I like that. Oh, no, but good. Uh, you did. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something Deuce brought up. Um, they're pairing with, what, Fanatics or something like that? So they're... Uh, we noticed that anything over what was like twenty nine dollars, you got free shipping, free shipping, which is actually pretty solid considering how much fucking shipping used to cost. With right, like WWE, oh, yeah. and especially like pro wrestling tees and all that shit. Like you're talking fifteen dollars just for shipping just alone. To ship it. So like, and a shirt itself is almost thirty bucks. Yeah, so yeah. You're kind of almost guaranteed get get a, a shirt, get a shirt and a, a fucking uh, a John Cena, or yeah, or, a or John, John Cena, Cena wristband or something. There you go. Yeah, and um, you got it. There. But no, and point out too with Logan Paul and Miz. That match went 14 minutes. Yeah. And that match went longer than the tag team title match. No kidding. You know, yeah. so, I mean. Yeah, it was, It they gave him time. It was not disappointing. Logan Paul more than held his own. We did also get uh, another surprise. I don't yeah. know if it's something called surprise return, but uh, AJ Styles coming out of nowhere, beating down Ciampa. They're going to do their thing. Right. I'm hoping, me personally, that we just kind of, like, let Ciampa now go do his own thing. We don't have to have like a big blow up between him and the Miz. Right. He can just go do his own thing. If he wants to come back into the fold and go back, that's fine. But I really felt like it was just like a well, we've got Ciampa on the main roster, we gotta do something with him. Let's make him Miz's enforcer. It did the the pairing never made sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And then it wouldn't make sense to keep it going, especially that Logan Paul has established that he can carry this, you know, night carry. Yeah, he's on his he, own. He's on his own, and he can hold his own we, with Miz. We right. don't need someone to be a thorn in Logan Paul's side right. because he can work with, yeah. you know, like Miz. If they, if they want to run it back, I can see him doing a tag match between Styles and Logan Paul right. at for the in Scotland. Yeah, like for, a build up to it. Like over the like Raw or whatever, but yeah. you know, you could have it to where, you know, either AJ Styles, like you said, he interferes with uh Miz in Champa or yeah. Champa and Miz mess with AJ Styles, so then AJ goes to Logan, like, hey, our enemy and my enemy, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Well and he or, did the phenomenal forearm, he so did, there was yeah, the whole so that's a little training, right, you know, right. The, the the seeds of them foreshadowing. Being like a thing. Yeah. yeah for foreshadowing, sure. get a forearm. Ah, forearm. Oh, God. Phenomenal foreshadowing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, but it was I was pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah. Uh next match on the card, again, no big surprise. I actually I, I called it pretty much exactly how I thought it was going to be. Bobby Lashley beats Theory by submission. The whole match is less than five minutes long, 445 from bell to bell. Uh, this, to me, was exactly what it should have been. Was it a good match? No. It didn't need to be. To me, this was a match to establish Bobby Lashley as a dominant U.S. champion. I'm just freaking happy. By the way, another pay-per-view goes by with the Intercontinental title nowhere uh Nowhere in sight. Um, Mania was the last one that it was actually defended on, if I'm not mistaken. This Mania or last Mania? I think it was last, last Mania. Because it was the, if I, the, if the... 2021 like, Mania. That was the one with the pirate theme, right? Whatever one was the... Yeah, yeah, because this was Dallas. Yeah, that was yeah. the last one that yeah. actually yeah. Intercontinental... I, I, it was like a quick blurb thing I seen on Reddit, so... Yeah, take that with a grain of salt if it is true or not, um, but... I'm Are you telling me there's false information on Reddit? I mean, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I don't know. I take um, everything on Reddit for 
gospel. That's right. Uh, it's absolute truth. But yeah, no, this was a dominant performance. Lashley looks good. Theory looks bad. Uh, their uh, buddy of ours, um, the newly married yeah. uh, Mr. Jason Jora. Shout out to Jason and Molly. Uh, wedding was great. Fantastic. Yes. Food was fantastic, and that's always the most important part of a wedding. It took and the masacholi too soon. That was my only yeah. complaint. <laughs> no, our table, I don't, it was it was a common complaint amongst us. Like we we didn't really? know, like yeah, we had the masacholi. Everyone had a plate. There was still some left because you know a couple of people hadn't showed up sure. yet. So we we're like, should we you know have some more? And as soon as everyone decided. Let, you know, waitress came up, took it, and we're just like, but she didn't even ask, you know, right. so, but we came to the conclusion, like, she was just ready to, like, she's like, I'm gonna be done, yeah, you know, this like, is you not, guys yeah. are done, Next I'm course. done, you know, yeah, yeah exactly, so, uh, no, but it food, was a great time, food was good, I, everything was good, great time, I uh, got to catch up with a lot of old friends, yeah, shout out to the, uh, uh, few, uh, listeners, you know, people that we actually yeah, met, you know, yeah, that was Tim actually was really there. surreal, yeah, yeah, Tim, obviously Daniel, you know, um, you know, friends we've already, you yeah. know, Tony was there. Tony, to see Tony right. again. Tony listens to the show. Shout out to all those guys. Very, very cool. Got to talk yeah. some wrestling at a wedding. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really uh, surreal to actually meet people that I don't know that listen to the show. It's surreal, you know, isn't so. it? It's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. I like. I'm not gonna lie. I felt like a fucking like a list celebrity. Right. I felt pretty cool. So that a little was pep in the step. After little that. pep in the step for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jora uh, in bringing this back to wrestling. Yes. Uh, Jora, not a fan of Theory, specifically not a fan of Theory with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I get it. I personally disagree, only because I think that he's being presented in the exact way that they want him to be presented. To me, it's only bad if like the intention isn't being delivered. Uh, so like if they were trying to make us believe that theory was this super dangerous guy to have the briefcase, then I'd be like, you're missing the mark. Mm. But he's calling his shots, which you never do. He, he's a bumbling idiot. I mean, that's what theory, he's a, he's a, he's got a shitload of talent, but he's a bumbling idiot. He gets his ass kicked by Lashley. He says he's going to cash in at SummerSlam. Then he tries and fails, which we'll get to. But to me, it's, it's working in the sense of, like, I think Theory is going to successfully cash in. That's what I think the swerve with all of this is, where he's going to keep, like, screwing up, and it's fine. The, when he finally gets the opportunity to actually cash it in, it's going to work. So, it, and to, please tell me if you disagree. No, I don't disagree. disagree. Like, I actually, no, 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 no. What I was going to say, well, it just clicked as you were mentioning you know breaking down theory with the money in the bank briefcase you know what this you know who he is tell me he's miz but without the charisma yeah yeah because think if miz had the briefcase and he was doing all these same things you know current miz you want to you know what you would be like yeah this makes sense right yeah yeah but think about when miz was vying for the championship and stuff like that People didn't like the fact that Miz had it. Who is no. this guy? Fuck this guy. He has he no hasn't talent. Earned it. He, he hasn't, hasn't earned it. it. He hasn't earned it. You know, he's just getting picked because of this. Yeah, it's all the same It's stuff all the same thing. It's just he doesn't have the charisma or the swagger that Miz does. That Miz already had. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not that he couldn't. Sure. You he's know? young. He's 24. Right. He's so, 24. I mean, People if you wanted him. to pick anyone to be with Miz, it would be Theory. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but... 
so yeah, the, it makes sense that this is playing out the way it is. That yes, he is you know kind of the chicken shit. You know, I'm I'm calling my shot, but I know I don't really have a fucking chance. Yeah, you know, and everything trying and, and he's, failing. They're doing it to piss you off. Yes, and if you don't like it, then it means it's working. Then it means it's you working. Know? Yeah, because. <laughs> Any bad press is still press. You're right. still talking about it, yeah. right? Or even if you don't like it, you know, yeah. you don't. So it's, that's one thing that I will give WWE credit at. They're good at fucking pulling your strings. They are. Because we don't want to have a podcast about it if, you know, exactly. like a lot of this. If we weren't. If they, if they weren't. So. Exactly. No, that's perfect summary of it. That's a good comparison. I like that. Uh, Next match, things kind of go downhill from here, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, next match on the card was the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic beating Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley. Of course, this really was all about the return of Edge. Yeah. Uh, great, great entrance with Edge. Lots of brood vibes yes. with uh, the sunglasses, the flame Flames. coming up. Even the music had some like old brood yeah. kind of vibe to it. I'm digging it. I'm bummed that he cut his hair, which made total sense for Judgment Day, but, you know, then yeah. Cody gets hurt, now we need a new top baby face, here's our new top baby face. Blonde, buzz cut. But he's got a know. blonde buzz cut. Yeah. Where's the edge hair, man? I don't know. It's almost one of those he could come out with some sort of different style. Uh, Maybe, but, but I wouldn't want, like, I certainly want him to do, like, like I'm not trying to do, like, a mohawk or, or something, yeah. you know. But who knows? I'm just glad he's back because it, it does give the Judgment Day story more wheels. Absolutely. You know, um, I'm just interested to see. Okay, is this just going to be Damian Priest and Finn Balor versus Edge? Will Edge bring someone into the fold? Yeah, is he staying know? with the Mysterios? You know, yeah, we, we talked was... about the, uh, the 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 vignettes leading right. up to his return. Uh, there was references to Eddie Guerrero. There, yeah. I believe, were references directly to Rey Mysterio. Yep. Edge and Rey have been around almost as long as each other. Rey's been around a little bit longer, but you know when they you they were both around in the Attitude Era, uh, and then the Ruthless Aggression Era kind of grew up uh, as main eventers together uh, around the same time. Rey hit it a little bit before Edge did that you know main event champion level, but. I'm curious to see if it's going to be a continued group like that, or if this was just our way, it's going to be Edge versus the Judgment Day. Right. Is he going to take him out by himself? I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I really want to see that, because I feel like that's really going to diminish Judgment Day. Yeah, and I would like to actually keep factions around in WWE. Right. You know? So it's like, it's great that Edge is back, but I don't, you know, want this just to be like, okay, Edge comes in, cleans house, and then now Edge Judgment Day is just, is just fucking, gone. yeah, or gone. Or they're on main event again. Right, they're not know. really valid. I mean, even though you do have Finn Balor, you know, so it should be already legit. It's plus with Rhea Ripley, you know. Yeah. And then nothing, not taking anything away from Damian Priest, because he's a good, you know, number one. Or, yeah, you know, yeah number he's, two, he's you know, a good like, right-hand man. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I just... I'm looking, I'm looking forward to Edge and Finn, though. Yes, that is that is definitely going to be a really good one. And like I said, bring it back again, uh, Champa and AJ Styles. I know you know we had mentioned and talked about yeah. wanting something for Champa, so it's like yeah. all right, cool. We kind of you know not saying we will in existence, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like hey, you know this is good that there are I want to say lights at the end of the tunnel, but there's there's tracks on the ground. There's things you know, to for, look forward to. Yeah. We're, I'm seeing. I'm I'm hopeful about the future. Yes. And that's always a good thing. And that's not something that we're always able to say about WWE. I'm more, I'm more optimistic than I was a few weeks ago. Let's put it that way. Sure. Abs no, I completely agree. Uh, next on the card was Pat McAfee 
beating Happy Corbin by pinfall, we knew that was going to happen. I think most people would agree this was kind of a letdown of a match, especially from uh, Pat McAfee's first few endeavors in the ring. His War Games match, his match with Adam Cole, looked really, really good. I don't know if this was just like a bad pairing. Maybe Corbin, or maybe Corbin, uh, maybe McAfee needs to be with smaller guys. I don't know if that helps the dynamic of it or something, but I just never really got into this match. I thought it was lethargic. I thought it was sloppy. Uh, there wasn't really anything like, I don't think I popped at all for this entire match. It was just a match, yeah. you know, and yeah. I hate saying that because I actually do respect the matches that Corbin puts on, you know, absolutely. he's, you know, he, he had that streak, but he was almost on every pay-per-view or whatever, you know, like for that long run. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, I actually like McAfee's work as well, you know, you know, whether it's commentary or in the ring. Oh, he's amazing on commentary. Yeah, it was just one of those, like, I was just, I think I was expecting more out of this match than... I was too, especially because this was the first match announced for SummerSlam. Yeah. Or maybe second, maybe Brock Roman was first. first. Yeah. Well, but it was either first. first or second. But let's put it this way, I was expecting more out of this match than I was Logan Paul and Miz. Right. And I got more out of Logan Paul and Miz than I did this one. Absolutely. So I'm. You literally got it. Got it. Was it was almost thirty three percent longer. Yeah. Than the so, McAfee Gorman match, and it was better. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I it, it's just weird. And like I said, I don't like Logan. You know, Paul like the the Paul brothers. So no. I don't want to give them credit, but it was like, damn it, like but it is we, what it is. You have to be able, especially because we're talking about this. We have to be able to separate. To me, the in ring performer versus the person that they are outside yeah. i'm it does i don't justify any of it but it's like when i talk about riddle like i like you hear me talk about riddle on the podcast i go riddle's amazing i don't like riddle as a person right. i think he's very disrespectful i think he's very rude regardless like the all the very against the grain of very like against the grain yeah. the sexual allegation stuff that all got dropped and it, it, I, he's one of the few where i really believe it was someone that was just out nefarious means like to try and to make a quick buck or yeah. ruin and ruin him um so i'm not even including that i just mean i feel like the way that he carries himself is in general unprofessional fair enough but his character and his in-ring work yeah. to me is undeniable yeah, yeah you said that multiple times it's like god damn it if i you know i can't you know i um, want to hate him honestly the only one i think that you and i have the mutual like this man will never get you know, our respect would be Hulk Hogan. It's like, I don't Correct. Like, give a damn about what right. he did back and, in the day. Right. Or, um, well, and also his in-ring work is shit. Right. And I, I just bring it up just so I can yeah. shit yeah. on Hulk Hogan. Always. So. Any opportunity to shit on Hulk. Yeah. Like Iron Sheik for life, baby. Iron like, Sheik. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, if you're not following Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik on Twitter, you're fucking up. Like, I know a lot of people actually don't have Twitter. Sure. But if it's one of the few accounts you actually follow, follow Iron Sheik. Even if you don't have Twitter, go on Twitter once a month, because Iron Sheik posts like once or twice a day. It's just saying, fuck somebody, uh, and then he moves yeah. on. Him and, hum- like, he wants to humble anybody, he, you know. And he it's can. It's usually a yeah, fuck the person, and, like, hum- you know, yeah. they need to be humbled. So. Yeah, we love Iron Sheik. We stand for Iron Sheik We stand Sheik for the show. Iron Sheik on this show. I need to make a list of people we stand for on yeah. this show. Iron Sheik is very near the top of that list. Uh, Mount Net- Rushmore wrestlers I stand for. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, not our Mount Rushmore of actual wrestlers, yeah. just wrestlers we stand for. Uh, next... Thing that happened, we had a little break. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out, yeah. uh, promos his uh, upcoming match at uh, 
conundrum in the castle or whatever Conflict. they're calling it. <laughs> Conflicts in the castle, catastrophe in the castle, whatever they're calling it. Uh, but what I do like... Conflict in the keep. Conf- oh, Jesus. Uh, what I do like very much is that he straight up mocked uh, Roman versus Brock for the first time ever in... Nashville yeah. in the stadium in front of what's your it's, name Colt in front of Colt first time ever in front of Colt like I like that sort of um, breaking the fourth wall yes where because they were you know it was the first time ever for them in a last man standing match I'm like is this really how we're hyping it and selling it right have we really run out of ideas so I like that. Drew got to do that um, made him go over I tell you what. If Roman Reigns is going to lower his schedule down a bit, I can see Drew beating Roman in Scotland. I can see Drew be, be big, the one taking it that off. That would be a big swerve to have it done overseas. But, I mean, if you want a buzz, it's just after, you know, we'll get to it, after how the main event and everything play out, it's just like, what the fuck is it going to take? Right. Like, what? And it's not, as we were watching. It's getting close to fuck you heat. It and is, and let's. The, well, I'll bring it up when we'll we actually to, discuss to the, the main event. Yeah, because this is a point I want to bring up. Because it, as I was watching it unfold, I just like I said, we'll, we'll give it a few minutes. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll get yeah. to it in just a minute. Uh, but that is my way too early prediction. I'm not locking it in, but okay. my way too early prediction is I would not be surprised if Drew beats is the one to beat Roman uh, in Scotland. Okay. But uh, the next match we had for about the eleventh time. The Usos uh, defeat the Street Profits. Jeff Jarrett was the special guest referee. This was a weird match to me for a lot of reasons. One, Jeff Jarrett didn't need to be there. Like, that, I don't understand why he... I get he... it. It's Nashville. I... But... But, but who wasn't going to go and then heard that Jeff Jarrett was going to be the special guest referee... For this match. And then bought a ticket. Yeah. Like, for this match. It makes no sense. Like, these guys have fought each other a ton of times, but they haven't even, like, given us a story leading up to it of, like, why do we need a special give, you referee? You could have given me, like, Kofi Kingston or Xavier Woods as a guest referee because they're, they're they feuded more with both these guys. They'll be Jeff able to call Jared, it down the middle. Who hasn't been involved with WWE or this storyline. No. You know, give me someone who is like has skin in the game Right to the this feud, yeah, right? It, like it, this blow. Because you gotta figure they, they we just are a month removed or a pay per view removed from this match, right, right? Right. So it's like, why of all people? And would it was it be, a better match. It was a better match, and I'm, I'm not saying that just because we were there or whatever. Yeah. That one had me on the hook and the edge of my seat by the, whole time. the false finishes. So yeah. it's like, whereas this one, I was just like, oh, we're this another false finish, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it got a little frustrating because you're the got whole time scaled. with Chef Jarrett there, you're expecting shenanigans. You're expecting. At what point is Jarrett. Right. How the hell did no one take a guitar shot? I don't know, but in a way, I'm glad because. <laughs> but that's what's frustrating because it took away from the match. And it, it did. I think it would have taken even more away from it had he done it because you're like, well, here it is. Yeah. Um, and this is why he's here. But then again, to have him there is just like. And him not doing that, I was like, what the fuck was he doing Why here? are we here? So What are we doing? And then especially there to be no uh, controversial finish of, you know, a two-foot yeah. of a, uh, of a, a count. count. You know, the shoulders were up. he was distracted. Up. Right. You know, so it's just like, I, of all the things that they did, and I know this was done before Vince stepped away Correct. or whatever. So obviously, how do you, on you know, put the genie back in the bottle? No, it's out. 
But it's just one of those, like, damn, I, I'm sure this is one of those ones that even Triple H is like, I wish we could have fucking done something, something different with about this. this. You know, like, yeah. what the fuck, guys? Yeah, it, uh, it did. I, the one thing that I did like about it, um, they did a very good job after the match is over uh, with their camera work showing the um, dejection and frustration on the Street Profits' on both, face. Yeah. Uh, if we're getting that split, which has been been buzzed about for a long time i think this is something that we can point to and look at and go like this was when like they they find whoever turns on whoever which i'm assuming it's going to be dawkins turning on ford so ford is face so ford is face um i can see them like in the uh the vignettes leading up to their first one-on-one match after he turns on him like, here is the moment where, like, he realized we can no longer get it done together. But you know what that is? Hmm. That's just DIY all over again. Yeah, it is. You know, and it's just it like, I, I'm, which I don't mind it if you do, do it well, but. Well, I, and I don't think they're going to have a million matches. No, I don't think they are either. But I'm, what I'm getting at is, like, I'm kind of over the whole, well, it's, they, they couldn't win it. They went one at once or whatever. So now we got to break them up. You yeah. know, it's like, because. I actually think they're great together. I agree. And I get it. Everyone's wanting that Montez Ford singles push and everything. You can also keep him a tag team and him have a singles push without breaking up. Absolutely. Look at what they did with the New Day. And I think that would actually be better because if you break those two up, you are now removing a solid tag team from your already weak tag division. Yep. Because it's just Usos and New Day again. And it's like, do you really want to do that? Do you really right. want to cut your nose off to spite your face? Yeah. Like, so as much I, as people do like want the Montez Ford, you know, I want the singles, I want them to turn. Do you really? Like, and we I think don't, we, we can get, like, like what you just said, we can get it without having to break them up. Because here's the thing. How about Dawkins or even, or like, they come to terms and they're like, you know what? We don't got to do it. You know, we don't got to break it up. But how about we just, just you focus on getting you know, like we, we try this right we gotta now. focus on ourselves right you yeah. know and they're, they're just each in each other's corners but yeah. they're not tagging right you yeah know? Like, just... yeah i've got your back you got mine but you know what what we're doing right is not leading to championship success right so let's try some other things but you're my brother for life i'll always right. have I'll your always back be in your corner yeah you know, and then they can learn some new shit yeah and then when you bring them back then you actually reinvent some new moves and whatever it's it's, tra- it's transcending their characters yes. right it makes them better but hey i don't know that's too much like fucking right so maybe but maybe i don't know it's i'm <laughs> remaining optimistic i am maybe right like i said like i i do have hope you know under this new era right um i guess if that's what we're gonna call it like i i'm holding out hope you know actually these storylines are gonna be more cohesive and progress you know further down the road yeah so. instead of just fly by the seat of your pants creative booking 50 50 booking doesn't make and, sense yeah one week to the next right we'll see uh, next match on the card was uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. She beats Ronda Rousey by pinfall. Technically, a lot of controversy to this match. Short match. I like what they... I don't really... I mean, it's a four-minute match. I like what they did with it because they let... I mean, Ronda dominated most of the match, as she should, but she didn't win the title back, which I also think was the right call. Right. I wanted Liv to keep it, and she kept it. I said on the show, there's no way she's winning clean. Something's got to happen. I thought there was going to be interference. Yeah. Here's where I was expecting like a Bailey return or yeah. a Charlotte return. 
here's where I was expecting it. Yeah. Not in the uh, Bianca and Becky match, but instead we got a fun finish to me where it's been done before, but what in wrestling hasn't? Uh, Ronda's got her locked in, but her shoulders are on the mat. The ref's counting pretty much between the one and the two. Right. Uh, Liv starts tapping, yep. but the ref doesn't see it. He counts He's the pinfall. It's good. Liv gets to keep the title. She, they showed her after the match. She didn't look. She didn't have like the shit eating grin on her face of like ah ha ha I got I gotcha. away with something. Yeah. She just was like like you could tell like even in her own mind she She's knew like, I fucking she, survived. She, like, I and I yeah. and I know I didn't deserve right, to win right. this, but I'm just I'm just. Oh my god, thank god. Right, I got away I got away with yeah, it. I yeah. got away with not like <laughs> it was just yeah. like I got away with it. Thank god. And then of course we get Rhonda does her best Ken Shamrock impression <laughs> and she snaps yeah. and she attacks the referee and yeah. and security people and everyone else. Yeah. This I think is clearly just a way to get Rhonda written off TV. She's going to be suspended uh, so she can do, go do something else for yeah, a couple or months. she'll be suspended or that she'll maybe uh if she goes overseas or whatever, I don't know how they're going to book that. She can have an unsanctioned match or something of that sort. It's like, hey, Liv, you want to fucking really go? Let's have an unsanctioned, like, no bullshit, you yeah. know? Because then it's like, you have to defend it. You have no out, right? Sure. Of, or, but if it's an unsanctioned... If it's like an unsanctioned DQ match, if it's an unsanctioned match, the title shouldn't be on the line. That's fair. Because how can the title be on the line in a match yeah. that the WWE doesn't sanction? Or maybe it's like a no DQ. Like I said, yeah, no, you know, something. Uh, if uh, I'm live, I'm not accepting that. No, <laughs> you crazy. No. Uh, no, thank you. You would hope so, but then again, it's live. You know, she's always been that person where she has people on her side. Maybe as champ, she's like, "Hey, buddy, you want to be my bodyguard?" You know, she goes around and kind of recruits a couple people Maybe. to help her out. I don't know. I mean, Raquel Gonzalez isn't doing anything, or Raquel yeah. Rodriguez, whatever uh, she is I mean, now. She, you know, any of them. Uh, we can. I hope we are. I know that's the talk is like lives just a short live, you know, She's short the live mo- uh, reign. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You heard it as soon as you said it. I know. That's why I kind of pun. <laughs> um, at the same time, it's like, I actually want to see her build towards a better character. Cause even if it is a shorter championship, I want her to still be in the fold down the road. Sure. Like, you know, as a... Don't send her to the back of the line. Right. All of a sudden, then you just like, well, you got your one, so here you go. You're, you know, never see it again. I want her to be in the rotation yep. of potential title holders. You I know? hear you. Yeah, let's let's use this to, like, keep her at an elevated level yeah. instead of just, like, teasing her and then sending her back down. Yep. Um, I agree. I think she's definitely the most vulnerable champion on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. We don't really have a clear direction of what's happening next, which is okay. Uh, you know, we've got some unanswered questions. Not sure, like, who her next opponent is necessarily going to be. Like, Bianca's next opponent is going to be one of those three. Right. It'll lead know, up to Bailey. I'm sure. It'll, to first, ba- it'll be, like, Dakota. Dakota you know, send the minions, EO. and then... <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep. Work through the minions, yeah. and then can she beat the leader of the Right. Of or the I'm pack. sure it'll be, like, a two-on-one, you know... Sure, like, yeah. We'll get those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dakota and EO versus... Yeah. Uh, Bianca and Bianca will win that. Right. Or Becky will come up and make the same. Or and Becky you get your comes tag up. team. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. You know, it's it writes Although, itself. To be honest with you, I think I think Becky's gonna go off and do something different. Probably. I think that this was just a way of getting her face turned. I don't know. Maybe they put her in a feud with like Lacey Evans or someone else that's like 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 heel, but talk about someone isn't just doing not anything interested, with. By the I way. don't give a shit. Um, but I mean, maybe put her in a feud with 
Becky and maybe I'll care. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what's going on with that. That's This is not a fantasy booking episode. Yeah, we'll uh, do that next time. That's for, that's for later. And then our main event, the uh, last man standing championship match, Roman Reigns uh, and Austin Theory and the <laughs> Usos and Paul Heyman all defeat Brock Lesnar. Although, to be fair, Austin Theory was trying to beat both of them. But uh, this was Roman Reigns. Uh, obviously, the uh, the spot of the night was uh, Brock bringing the tractor down. Oh yeah. Didn't understand it at first. I'm like this because it, it moves so slow, and it has to because you can kill somebody if you are wrong. I with now it. understand why. Obviously, they're in a big arena, but the, right. like, the way that the, the why the, the entrance was so wide and the yeah, turn and yeah, everything because yeah. I was like, this is very like Royal Rumble. Yes. You know, like when it entrance. was in the Astrodome. Right. Yeah. Like it's almost like. Good thing they don't have a lot of big, beefy, sweaty men on this one because they'd be driving them down, the, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, once I saw that, I'm like, all right, this makes sense. That's why this thing's so, you know, open. Yep, yep. Uh, it was a good match. I was happy yeah. with it. I was fine with it. Uh, it went 23 minutes. Uh, I mean, it had to be the spectacle it was, considering yes. this isn't their first rodeo this is together. This eighth rodeo. Right, today. so it had to top, and it had to be... You know, some people are like, "Is was this Brock's last hurrah?" But my understanding is he still has a few matches, you know, on, matches the on the contract. So, all right, um, we'll see where it is. We'll see where it is, and then who's to say that he's done even after those? Right. You know, I mean, hey, money talks, bullshit walks. Sure, but um, of course, there was the big. You know, we thought he was not even going to be at right, this show. You know, he walked, we thought he was going to leave. You know, he right. walked out of SmackDown. But knowing Brock, allegedly, he's, he he is smarter than I think a lot of people let on to or are just now Ellie, realizing. In business, yes, he, he is. I think that was just Brock either. Yeah, he was pissed and he, he knew that it would get people talking. Sure. Or he was just like, let's fuck with them. Let's and fuck watch, with Watch them. what I do. That's, you know? And here's the thing, and this, I have to admit, I'm, I'm stealing the thought or at least I'm stealing the presentation of mm-hmm. the way I say this, but here's why I'm convinced it was a work from... From Jump Street. Right. Um, one, I don't think... Pe- an eternal memo was sent out to the WWE people before Vince made that Twitter post. Yeah. And this supposedly was Brock's reaction to the Twitter post. Right. Because the internal memo went out hours before. Yeah, it was like more formal, you know, More and formal and all that stuff and letting the people know what's going on. Here's the thing that it, it kills me because it's it was all over the internet. Brian Alvarez has a Yeah, quote. Ryan Sand and all of them. Yeah, yeah Ryan, uh, 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 Sean Ross Sapp and yeah. uh, Wade Keller and Dave Meltzer and all these people. Here's, here's what I have a hard time buying. So apparently we've got all these people with inside information that knew, knew that Brock Lesnar was pissed. Mm -hmm. They got a quote from Brock Lesnar. They knew that Brock Lesnar left the building before SmackDown. Nobody seemed to know that he came back. Hours before SmackDown too. Right, right, right. Nobody seemed to know that he came back. That wasn't leaked. Hey, Brock's in the building. Yeah. How do they know all of that other stuff, but they don't... If there's a real leak, it was intentional. It was scripted. It's new kayfabe. It was, hey, let's flush this turd down the toilet and see where it ends up. Mm -hmm. Is the way I look at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do not believe that... It wasn't a work. I believe yeah. it was a work from the beginning, um, and I and I don't think people give Brock Lesnar enough credit mm. 
to believe that he could be part of something like that. Right. Uh, and it is what they do. Like I said, this is new kayfabe. It's working the internet. Yeah. You have to work the internet now. Yeah. You they, have to be at one step ahead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that was a move. Uh, but so this match, um, yeah, we, again, we both picked Roman. I had that one caveat of Yeah, of flesh. course. But it didn't happen. So my, yeah. my prediction stands. Um, I'm actually glad they opened the match with the, the they opened the show with the match they did. Like me say, too. It was a solid fucking It was a match. great match. It was a great uh, match. SummerSlam uh, overall as a card. Honestly, and I was also not to. I don't want to be known as like the pessimistic guy or the negative guy or whatever. I can be shit that. Shit on AEW. Yeah, or shit on, or shit on WWE. WWE. That, you know, that could be something. But I, my shitting on WWE is more like I see them as like you're the top dog, so I expect top dog shit yeah. from you. So I have the highest expectations yeah. from you. Um, but just looking at Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that, like the, the general consensus I got was like, oh, SummerSlam was great. Thought it was good. Yeah, that was good. It was, fine. It was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, if that's you know if that means anything, because I I believe I said in the previous shows I'm like I'm going into this kind of hey this is SummerSlam like what's going you know like I'm not really excited. I kept forgetting it was this weekend. Yeah, that, you know, <laughs> that too. I was like oh shit it is Saturday right. Yeah, you know um but it was a good pay per view. But to say it was great I think is is doing it a disservice because. A great wrestling pay per view is one I am going to go back and watch either the next night yeah. or sometime within the next few days. That is a great pay per view. Yeah. This is good. It was better than I thought it would be. I'm not going back and watch it. Maybe I'll go back and watch Bianca and Becky again. Yep. And I'll definitely watch the highlights from the main event. Yeah, know, I'll watch the highlights. Yeah, you know, yeah. But the tractor lifting the exactly, ring. Exactly. But was a cool. great pay per view. No. Let's pump the brakes a yeah. little bit. Also, though, by the way, props to Paul Heyman for taking a bump. Yeah, he took yeah. a you know he, he took, took a, a F5 table through spot. a table. Yeah, come but, on, I mean, man. Hey, Sting's out here jumping off fucking you know uh, entrances for yeah. Uh, yeah arena entrances portal entrances. Yeah, yeah, so it's like you know, hey, if Paul if if Sting can do it, Paul Heyman can take a bump. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so then my the big overall question with McMahon leaving and you know stepping down, obviously uh, Triple H uh, a, a little while ago had resumed his position right. as executive vice president of talent relations, a spot formerly held by Jim Ross, by John Laurinaitis, a lot of very important people. Yeah, it's an important it's, position. It is it's a not... very important position, yeah. and it's a lot of responsibility. So the question is, does Triple H continue to also lead creative? Does someone else become the new vice president of talent, talent relations so he can focus on creative? Or does he stay in that role and someone new comes into the creative side of things? I think we both want Triple H to stay in this role because uh, of the success that he had with NXT and the black and gold brand. Uh, I just feel like he's someone that understands it both from a business standpoint and a creative standpoint. Uh, I'd like to see him there. But, you know, there's a lot of names out there. Is it going to be Bruce Pritchard, who's been there for fucking ever, and come back? Is it going to be someone like Kevin Dunn? Stephanie McMahon is back in her spot. Jeff Jarrett has been mentioned. <laughs> so, like, what are we thinking? Who would make sense here? If, Who do we want to see? Who do we not want to see? Uh, there's actually, you listed a lot of people I wouldn't want to see in sure. either of those positions. Because I don't think... Yeah, this is one of the things I actually wrote down, you know, the, as a talking point, you know, especially with Vince being out, you know, and Triple H coming in, is that's the general consensus is like Triple H save us, right? You yeah, know, yeah, like, you know, yeah. um, we're gonna just everything's gonna magically be fixed. You know, NXT is gonna go back to being the solid developmental uh, brand, and you know, 
creative is going to be fixed all of a sudden and talent relations are going to be fixed all of a sudden and all these things. It's like, gotta give this man, you know, give us time, some time, you know, like let it, you know, formulate and actually gain some steam. You know, I, I think that's going to be like, just people need to pump the brakes. A yeah. Little, they, I think people are expecting this like hard reset yeah. and it's just not realistic. Right. Um, I do think things will change, but it won't be until there's a changing of the guard. Yeah. You know, obviously last night you, you saw just from the camera work, it, you know, Kevin Dunn's still there, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's just one, that's been a bugaboo of mine, especially mm-hmm. of WWE, is the camera cuts and the, you know, just nauseating effect from them. Yes. Um, that's one thing I would like to see change. But I know, you know, certain guys aren't just going to get replaced. Yeah, and I do think that this, you know, because Kevin Dunn's been there for a long-ass time, I think this we could see the end of Kevin Dunn here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what more he has to do or prove. Um, certainly not in it for the money. The no. man is set. I think it's all pride, you know. Probably. I think it's that way with a lot I of. I think it's like with Vince and even Hayes and all those guys. A lot of pride. You yeah. Know, it's just knowing like I've I've been in the business for this long. You know, my my fingerprints are on all of this. You know, just. Yeah. Um, but that's what I would hope is maybe keep Vince or sorry keep Triple H as. Head of talent relations, somebody else that he trusts takes over creative, but they still report to him. Sure. You know. Buck but, still stops with him. Right, but I still think that being the head of talent relations itself yeah. is more, he has more of a reach. Yes. And more of a lasting effect than just creative. I agree. Um, because I think... They, talent likes him. Yes, and I think and with him being at the highest point there, yeah. it would drip down to creative to be better and yeah. to actually give these performer you know these athletes better storylines instead of because if he's just doing that there's still going to be someone you know even though they put you know he gave them that position or whatever they put them in that position to be head of talent relations they're still going to be the ones giving triple h and creative the people to work with right yeah don't do anything with him he's going to be gone in two weeks so i think it's best that triple h be that kind of like filter that stopgap between you know uh I like that. So, yeah, if I had to choose one of the two, like if there one of the two he can only be in, sure, it would be a head of talent relations. I can see it. You actually, you swayed me. Uh, I was, <laughs> Fair enough. I was going to go the other way, but I, I agree with your point because, yeah, it's ultimately like, yeah, if he's not the one doing hiring and firing, then he can be head of creative, but he's still... It's who you're he, giving me the he pieces. He can only play the, the cards that he's right. dealt. Well, now he's the one holding the fucking deck. Right. So and I, I think like he has a really good eye for not only, you know, telling a story, right, but I think him and, you know, unfortunately Regal's not there. Uh, <laughs> Regal's not there anymore because I know he was good at scouting. But yeah. that's one thing that I think Triple H is really good at is seeing, you know, the landscape of like, hey, this guy and this guy, like, we need to bring him in. Hey, so. head of talent relation or uh, head of creative. Why not Shawn Michaels? I mean, they would got a pre- they got him. a pretty good fucking rapport with, with Triple H. Right? You know what I'm saying? Oh well, yeah, he's already in the NXT. Yeah, because you know, he's, he's gonna have to put someone in there. You want him to put someone in there. Whoever takes over uh, uh, creative is idea. I I think if he's the head of talent relations, I think your two best options are either Stephanie or Triple or, or Shawn Michaels Shawn. because of that relationship with Triple H, where it would be more working in uh, congruency. Mm-hmm. You can even have both. You know, one's you know, Steph helps with you know developing the women's. You know, because she had sure. her hands with the vault. You know, with the um, the evolution. You know, yeah. pay per view and everything. And then uh, Sean does men's or however you want to do it, or it's just cohesive teamwork between the two of them. I yeah. don't know. 
Um, or it's Sean and somebody else. I don't know if that's what Steph wants. You know, you know, she just got brought back into the fold herself, you know, after stepping away. No shit. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, it seems like it's just a fucking whirlwind right yeah. now for them. So yeah. there's, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. The know. chips are still being, being, being picked up. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes, but it's I, like I, I said, and you agree. We've got a little bit more optimism than For we've sure. had in a long time. For sure. And ultimately, I think that that is um, a, a good thing that we can at least hang our hat on. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try really hard to just trust the process. Yeah. That's going to be my hope. Um, last thing that I wanted to talk about today, we've got the interactive tag team tournament happening. We have the quarterfinals. Um, we got a lot of votes on this uh, one. We were popular all of a sudden. All of a sudden we were popular. I'm hoping it that's just a reflection of people listening to the podcast and doing this. I'm hoping there weren't ballot stuffers out there. I'm going to do what I can to make sure it's one man, one vote, or one yeah, it's, woman, it's one vote. Yeah, it's putting a lot of work like maintaining this. So like, if yeah. there is somebody out there like actually, you know, doubling up accounts or whatever just to you know just to have their person win I yeah think it's like shitty. come on because i could have done that yeah if, you know I'm, but i'm like i want it to just have integrity and do right. it right yeah it's for fun you know it, so it's, yeah exactly it is for fun but uh matches were close and then all of a sudden we got a huge influx of votes and now none of the matches are close so if you were able to create 20 something gmail accounts like in the span of what a few days a few days hey all right, kudos this, to you. This I guess, clearly you know. means too much to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess if it's that damn important to you, then whatever. Um, but no, so we had Hardy Boys versus the Road Warriors. All of these matches, by the way, were essentially somewhere between 70-30 and 75-25. Yeah. Like the split was somewhere in there. Um, but we had, for the quarterfinals, we had straight chalk. Uh, number one seed Hardy Boys beat the number two seed Road Warriors. Breaking number, my heart. I know, man. This was a <laughs> this was a oof, this was a big one. Uh, New Day took out the Outsiders. FTR took out Harlem Heat, and the Usos took out the Dudley Boys. Dudley Boys, number five seed that I really thought was maybe going to win the whole damn thing, uh, but ultimately they fall short to the Usos. I am certainly not mad about it. But that leaves us with Hardy Boys, New Day, FTR, and the Usos. And hold on a minute, playa. Hold on, playa. Look, this has been a lot of fun. It's been awesome, but we've been doing it for a while, and I don't want to make people sign in two more times to vote to vote for two matches. And right, dragging on two weeks, two three no. weeks. You know. Yeah, we've got uh, you know, we we've got a, a team, and I love the the spread of these teams. We've got a classic team from the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. We've got a classic. A, a modern day classic team, two modern day classic teams, I guess, with the Usos and the New Days. Hardy Boys representing the Attitude Era and FTR representing AEW. To me, I kind of want to just let all four of these teams fight it out. So we are going to have a fatal four way match for the title. One last round of voting. It's going to be up only until our next podcast, which is hopefully in about a week. Yep. So if you're listening to this, make sure you go out and vote as soon as you can. Uh, we got a fatal four-way to decide the winners. It's been a lot of fun doing this whole bracket. Uh, I've really enjoyed it, but I think it's it's time to wrap it up and and see. Yeah, who, let's see. Let's see some bloodshed. You know, some. Let's uh, see some bloodshed. You know, and you got to pick. You yeah. I'm gonna make people. You're, put yeah, you're your gonna chips work for it. Now. This is really like you know one of those like oh shit, who do I really like? Who do you exactly? You know, like these are arguably all number one seeds. You right. Know, um, you for know, in sure. their own right. So it's just like. 
yeah, who do you, where do your allegiance really lie? You know, yeah. are they with, you know, the, the top guys? Or are they with, you know, New Day, who, you know, uh, you can't say that you don't enjoy, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, but then is it the nostalgia factor? You know, yeah, with, we do have three number one seeds. Yeah. For the some reason ones, I thought we, yeah, the, the only one was Usos, Usos. is yep. the two seed. So I'm very curious to see uh, how it turns out. Right, it that's what I'm saying. Like in, in some brackets, you know, some uh, tournaments, you know, Usos would be a number one. You know, For sure. Looking at their, you know, uh, uh, their resume, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, that's, I think that's all I had to talk about. Was there anything else that you wanted? No, to I think I uh, pretty much covered it, man. We hit all of our spots. Yeah. All of our beats. Yeah. No botches. You no know. botches. Clean. Yeah. Clean match. Nobody can start a you fucked up chant. That's right. I'm gonna. Not today. I'm taking that as a win. Uh, but yeah, next week we're gonna be back with a proper state of wrestling because yep. I know this has been a totally uh, WWE episode. Yeah, I mean, it's following a pay per view. You know, it's understandable. It makes sense. But a lot of stuff's been going on with AEW, so we're gonna be back. We're gonna do a full state of wrestling. Yeah. The whole two out handle, two cold to hold. We're gonna result uh, announce the results for the finals yep. of the tag team tournament and talk about whatever else might come up between. Yeah, we'll then. see what else you know they uncover with Vince or. Or if there's any new yeah, wrinkles right. with that, or right. um, again, I you know there's that talk of now that Triple H is back, you know, do they extend the you know an offer to Naomi and Sasha? Right, you know, is that that's one thing I've heard. Like you know, will that of, a lot of things to keep your eye out? Right, on. so it's like just give the man you know like give the man some time to work. Yes, let the man breathe. Let right. him get used to the new role. But I think it was that yeah we were we were both um, pleasantly surprised with For SummerSlam sure. wasn't fantastic but it was definitely good and if it's a any kind of indicator about what's going to happen in the future then I think we're going to be okay and it's one of those like I said it was a good pay per view wouldn't say it was great but it definitely has me looking forward to Raw you know I'm For like, sure hey, what's going to happen on Raw because... and when's the last time you could say you just, I can't wait to watch Raw For sure so. Um, and that if they did anything, the good job there. You know, they got right. me. You know, you got me looking forward to what's coming. So. Yeah, you got me tuning into the next episode. Right. And that's, I guess that's what it's that's, about. right? That is what it's about. That's ask Eric Bischoff. That's his whole thing. Keep How do I get back. you to come back yeah. the next time? Yeah. Well, hopefully we did enough uh, and entertained you guys enough to where you're going to come back next time. That's right. Until that next time, I'm Mike. He's Luke. We're out of here. Hey Johnny, hit that sweet chin music. <laughs>